beautiful. Excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a nice scotch here with four ice cubes in it. This is Nick. I just had a nice hot and spicy chicken ramen with some extra uh, whatever this spice is that came in my uh, my ramen loot crate. This is Brendan. Wait, wait. Ramen loot crate? That's a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, they, they oh my curate like ramens. Uh, it's not loot crate. It's a... I can't think of what ramen it's called. Crate. <laughs> it's a ramen crate. I only did it once, but it was a blast. Oh man, quick aside, have you had the Tapatio one yet? No, no. Okay, like the newest thing in the ramen world that I know about are these new Tapatio flavored ones. So I went to Kroger and there were just, the whole top shelf was like this gourmet ramen with the Tapatio guy on it. And there was like four different flavors. I gotta love with you this word you're saying. I do not know this word. Tapatio? Tapatio? It's hot sauce. It's a Mexican uh, hot sauce. Oh, so it's like a fusion thing going on. Yes, yes. I will send you a picture of what that excellent, looks like. Excellent. Um, but we actually just had ramen tonight. My wife is is very sick, uh, so she just wants something easy. I said, "Let's I really get some hope ramen." That was in my family. I'm terribly sorry. I, for re- this. <laughs> I really don't think it was. <laughs> I really don't think it was. She just doesn't have an immune system, poor girl. Um, but we went and got ramen at our local ramen shop down the road, and it was uh, very delightful. I always feel like I get stiffed on the meat, which uh, makes me feel closer to Spike Spiegel, who is the lead in Cowboy Bebop, who always is just looking for meat and food. Um, And so I I feel that. I felt that in my my stomach when she only put two pieces on there. I was like, please add one more. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't make me bag. I need protein. I'm a growing boy. It's important. Um, Yeah, just thought I'd get, yeah, awesome. Ramen. ramen. Delicious. <laughs> Great I'm way to start I'm looking forward our... to uh, Cowboy <laughs> Bebop. I hope it's good. I, too, am looking forward to Cowboy Bebop. The uh, opening teaser thing they did has me extremely hopeful because I feel like I know what style they're going for. It looks fun. Um, looks jazzy. It, does. it reminds me of kind of the funness that Django had in it with a little bit of the, I don't know. There's like a certain genre in the '90s that was like like Power Rangers live actiony, where it was like quick cuts and quick zooms and things like that. I feel I like that's what to, they're going for. I got Speed Racer vibes. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's that's what I mean. Like yeah. a, a bit of Wachowskis. Yeah. Yep. Like that's. I hope that's the direction they're going in because if so, like I'm gonna love it. Yeah. Yeah. It looks we need like one good live and... action. Yeah. I, I don't know that the making this is necessary one way or the other, but I hope it's good. I hope it's good. That's. <laughs> Ultimately, yeah. I hope everything is good. I want yes, everything. much like Dune, which we're coming up on at the end of the month. You know, yeah. we're just hoping that it's good. And so far, oh, it will be. Good it will be good. It will be good. Yeah. The only problem with it is Denny. it's not going to have an ending. So we all need to go see it so that it gets part yes. two. People, uh, they were upset. By they, I mean the overlords at all of the movie news sites that I read that James Bond only made $56 million from the weekend, which to me is a successful weekend. But then I remember that yeah. every weekend after that, they're expected about 50% returns, which means it is aiming towards a flop, which would be sad. I don't know. Did you see it? I didn't. I was going to see it this week sometime. Okay. The thing is, it, I think uh, as I think Daniel Craig's the best Bond, but I think it has, yes. he's had his life. I mean, uh, his half-life has been reached. It's uh, We've seen it, and it's time to reinvent it and do something new. And yeah. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm also looking forward to whoever they cast and whatever new tourists and quirks. They shouldn't just recast it and make it have the same tone and feel as these. They need to they need to do new stuff. Yeah, like they're kind of the means to be like Roger Moore was like a very fun, mm-hmm. funny Bond. Timothy Dalton was 
terrifying and super dark was Timothy Dalton. And then Pierce Brosnan brought this whole, like, it was nothing but sex attitude towards it. And, and then, gadgets. Don't forget the gadgets. <laughs> really now, Bond? Oh, Q. I pitched a Q origin story and nobody was interested. Well, I, I, I found out why. It was because the whole Bond family, like, the people who own over that stuff, like, they are super protective of it. Um, well, can't you adapt that? Thing. Just, I mean, like, Galaxy Quest is Star else. Trek. Yeah, that's that's you know that's kind of how these ideas started. You just go the other way with it. And you're like, well, then I'll just do a, an inventor guy and just make it its own thing. Yeah, so and, we'll and he works for a secret agent, and yeah, I think that has that has legs. I like that idea. I thank you. I think so. I, I like they use the industry term that has legs. Um, this is great. We're five minutes term. in and haven't even yeah. touched our topic yet. No. <laughs> uh, which this is so I don't I think I'm I don't know if I mentioned this on the show before. I think I only mentioned it in the Skype that we had with Bill and Murph recently, but. I was reading about BMW having a subscription service where you pay a certain fee and it'll keep the heated seats on as well as other features. And if you don't pay that fee, they will remotely shut off certain features to the car. And it kind of spiraled me down this rabbit hole about subscription services in general, having not grown up with anything past like boys life subscription or I, well, I don't even know if I had sports illustrated for kids let's just keep it to boy's life. Just that was the only subscription in my life to where now it seems like just about everything is a subscription service one way or another, specifically to our purposes. We're going to talk about movies and TV and what Netflix and Hulu and all that stuff has become. But, uh, Brendan, where do you stand as far as physical copies of your entertainment as far as features and TV? Cause clearly well, you've got a lot of great things in your house with the vinyls and all that, but yeah. yes, please. Where do you, where well, do you, I, mean, I think we already st- Struck on this a little bit. I believe all ramen should be streamed digitally. Um, oh gosh! No, so it's complicated. It's complicated. I'm not one way or the other. I'm not anti or pro physical or digital. It all depends on the uh, advantages a medium gives me. So I was. Yeah. I say video games. I think is the easiest one. I was full on physical copies. I wanted my physical copies primarily because I wanted to resell them. Now. I'm strictly down the line. If it's a single-player game that I'm going to be buying at full price, I buy physical so I can resell it when I'm done. If it's digital, yeah. I want to be able to hit a button and be in the game. Uh, if it's multiplayer, I want to be able to hit a button and be in the game right away so I get digital. Um, movies? like I love collecting. I really do love collecting. And you collect digital, yeah. it's not really a collection. But also, you know, a movie collection... It's messy. It stacks up. There's piles of discs. Stacks they up, they yeah. they don't look good on the shelf. It's not like somebody you go to somebody's house and say that's a really pretty DVD collection you have there. They're not like books. <laughs> They're plastic clamshells. Uh, I I say that though, but I don't own many digital movies. I usually hmm. I've switched more to renting if it's not on a streaming service I'm using. So I'm subscribed to a handful of streaming services, as is everybody. And if it's not yeah. there, I rent it. And I, when you brought this up on our little get-together the other day, we're just hanging out, I have to admit, I have started renting movies that I own on DVD because <laughs> they don't look good on my 4K TV. And I want to have a sure. nice copy. So these days, the only physical movies I buy are 4K movies because... You're always going to get a better picture from them on physical media because you're always going to have compression with streaming. But aside from that, I find a digital digital avenue. 
This might be where I'm behind the times on a bit, but remind me, is 4K, does that count Blu-ray or is it the new UHD thing that's going on? I mean, 4K is on a version of a Blu-ray, but it's got more data okay. on it. It's not So standard Blu-ray goes up to 1080p, 4K is going to, I don't know how many times larger than that, maybe it's it's 4,000 pixels. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Somewhere yes, it, in there. It's uh, it, it's on the the media itself. My understanding is is the same as Blu-ray. It's just got more data on it. I don't, but I'm not an expert on that, so don't. don't gotcha. Yeah, me. I'm not either. <laughs> don't at me. We'll follow up on this on another day. But I mean, I think there are some things that like I do have quite a few DVDs on my shelf, and even today it was very prevalent at work. We started talking about binging old shows, and I immediately grabbed my Lost season one DVD that's directly behind me, and I was like, oh man. If you have never seen this, you got to see it. And the one guy at work had never seen it, but I think uh, me and another manager convinced him to give Lost a shot. But I mean, like, I have like my box sets here for Prison Break and 24 and a couple mm-hmm. other TV shows, Band of Brothers for sure, Darkwing Duck, Complete Collection. Um, and then we just, we combined our DVDs when we all got, when we got married. And so there's just a bunch of DVDs flowing around. However, I did get robbed before I left Arizona, but I had taken all of my DVDs out, anticipating my move to Los Angeles and put them on a giant 100-CD spindle. So Mm -hmm. everything that was stolen was just empty DVD cases, and I kept all the DVDs. That's hysterical. I hope that they were so (laughs) pissed when they got home. Yeah. I can I can I can hear them now just trying to pawn them off at the pawn shop and being like, but but but, but there's nothing in here. Wait a like second, is it ten cents a piece? <laughs> Do you ever shop for the the other time I buy physical is if I can buy it on eBay used for the same price that I can rent it. And so do you yeah. ever look on eBay and they're filled with people selling just the clamshells, nothing else? It's probably your stash. It, it, it pretty much is like you there's when I first got on Amazon and I was asking for Amazon gift cards for Christmas. This was back before like right around 25 bucks would get you free shipping and handling on Amazon. I would go to any movie I wanted. I would go to use and I'd buy the penny one with like a dollar 99 shipping. Right. And so I did a huge of that. my DVD collection was just clamshells. Yeah. It, or it was just the DVD with sure. like a, a nice sleeve from like blockbuster or something. So yeah. uh, quite a few movies that I have are in that collection. Um, Although there's Magnolia a, had a really, really nice DVD uh, clamshell. The disc with like a map. Okay. Yeah, it was like the, it was a special edition one. But luckily, I took those two discs out and uh, saved them away before that all got stolen. But that being said, I used to really like back when those physical stores went out of business, I bought so many DVDs from Hollywood Video and Blockbuster for like nothing, especially movies that were hard to find. But what I did was I searched them on Amazon first to see what the cheapest used price was, which for example, Space Jam on DVD used to be a super hot commodity, but I got it for 50 cents. So <laughs> I have that one. <laughs> That's awesome. There was a, there was yeah. a golden period of time for 4Ks where my impression is that grandmas kept buying the 4K Blu-ray bundle, not realizing the 4K won't play on their thing, and they'd sell just the disc online. And since I don't keep the clamshells, I was getting 4K discs for decent prices. Wow. That's fantastic. Do you have a giant um, sleeve thing that you keep them in? or I've got a box. It's a, it's Amazon sells them. It's a box, and then they've got sleeves, so I've got them alphabetized. Three boxes for movies and one box for TV. Nice. Excellent, because yeah. I mean, even now, just looking around at these them. shelves, I'm thinking, yeah, oh, go ahead. No, and I, I, I coated the sleeves. I cut them different ways so I could tell if it was Blu-ray or, or 4K. Nice. I love it. 
Um, even now I can just see like these shelves, like I, I could easily ditch like two full bookshelves in here if I just like got rid of the DVDs. Right. But it's hard. Well, I, I've probably got two full bookshelves worth of DVDs on a single shelf using that, that box system mm-hmm. that I had. And I never looked back. I, I kept a couple of the clamshells. Like I, I still have Twin Peaks, The Return, because I just like the, 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 and I got Alien in the garage. I think I have Memento on DVD because it was such a cool case. It's like a like a psychiatric yeah, yeah. file. I mean, I kept a handful. Of I them, have I the same cool. one. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. I think. Well, so I have the uh, the three Lord of the Rings in their super expanded editions that I got from Goodwill. Um, I got all three of those, which I guess that's twelve discs altogether. I got that for ten bucks. But now that I've ripped them and done my no, 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 the big one edition, I guess all I really had to do is watch the behind the scenes and then I could possibly get rid of them if I wanted to. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, but I just know that I like physically owning stuff over a subscription service. But Mm -hmm. as you have said, that convenience and things looking better on TV does kind of split the difference a little bit. Yeah, it's tough. I, I like the physical media if they're presented well, if it's just an advertisement and a clamshell, because most of yes. them are ugly, they don't look great. But you mentioned Lord of the Rings. I plan on upgrading to 4K at some point, but I plan mm-hmm. on storing those 4K discs in my old extended edition book. Oh, that's Because nice. they look great. They're just, they look great. They do. They really, and, and there's something to that. I mean, even some of the video games that I own, like I'm looking over at the the shelf that I have of, of Blu-rays and Xbox 360 games, my Alan Wake collector's edition is gorgeous. Yeah. I don't see me getting rid of that anytime soon. And I have that game on Steam and on 360. That's like a once every three years kind of game because it's just good. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that Look, game's good. The video games, they're starting to sell the legendary editions that have the big statues and everything Yes, with the digital yes. code. So you can get the statue and then download the game. Really? Yeah. We'll have to have Kyle speak to that a little bit next week. Um, but that I didn't know that because he's very much like he gets the the most specialist, most limited edition ever to have the helmet and yeah. the figurines and all that. So and they do make good decorations. Not gonna They're lie fun. about that. Yeah. yeah. The thing with the subscription service too, I think, and I'm sure everybody's gone through this where you realize that you've been paying for something forever and you haven't even watched one thing on it. That's currently my relationship with Paramount Plus. I know that my older brother uses it to watch. Uh, European football um, on the weekends. But I mean, I started like Star Trek below deck and it was like, uh, Mm. and I was watching the stand and I can't, we talked about this like last season. I can't convince myself to finish it because the book is so freaking good that Mm. the show hasn't been holding up, but, and there, there isn't really any movie on it or show that I'm just dying to watch. I know there's stuff coming out. Like I really like the new Picard series. So when that comes out in February, like, I'll be ready for it, but do I want to keep paying, let's see, 6, 12, 18, 24, $30 until that mm-hmm. series comes out and then it'll be one in a week, you know, one week at a time. I don't know. It's just, that's where they get you. And, and it feels like they're money grubbing. But then again, here we are doing it. We all do it. Yeah. Oh, and it, that's the balance. So me, I think, I, I don't think it's unfair to say most people are sharing Netflix with oh, yeah. half the village. So I have my shared Netflix <laughs> Um, I pay for Hulu. I, me and my siblings share um, Disney Plus, so we do that combo. It's like each of us pays for one of them. 
There um, you go. And then we usually have a rotation one. So right now we're doing HBO. We'll watch everything we can find on it for the next couple months and switch to something else to nice. do everything there. Oh, that's good. I, we do a similar thing with our our family. My sister has Netflix. I shoot her a little bit of money uh, a couple times mm-hmm. a year just to keep it going because my wife watches it just about every day. Uh, yeah. and, and in a way, I'm I'm glad because I get to keep up with stuff. I just watched Squid Game. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Which was, yeah, gosh, I, I see I why it had all the hype that it did. Was it fun? But you said, it, if it I was recall, a, it was too long fun. is what you said. Yeah, I think uh, quick review of Squid Game here. Hot take. Uh, I did think it was too long. There was nine episodes. That could have easily been five or six. Um, I think it actually could have been whittled down to a, a like a good two hour forty five minute film as well. Um, so there was a lot of padding. To f- I feel like they stretched out the concept, but man, the games were so fascinating, and they get you so emotionally invested that by the time the marble game comes up, you're just like, oh, like I can't you can't wait. Oh. for it. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's everywhere right now. I think Netflix said it's on track to be like their most watched series of all time. So I'm glad I got to check it out. Uh, it was, I mean, I was thoroughly entertained. It, I, I binged watch that sucker in two days. I could nice. not wait to just get the next one going, get the next one going, get the next one going and whoo, good game. What an ending. Holy crap. What an ending. Um, but yeah, a little long, but still like four out of five, I'd say, I guess that's fair for me. So yeah, check out Squid Game. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, I'm sure you have by now, everybody. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, I so do love fun. this is a little off topic from but I, I do love that we've got the number one show on Netflix is a South Korean drama. Yes. That people are their horizons are expanding, and that is a benefit of streaming services. Most that people would pick this true. stuff up at the, the rental store, but and that's, but that's if it's right a, there that, yeah. And this is a really good segue to the next thing I want to talk about was like, is this where I, is this my, where I become my grandpa, my, my dad and be like, you know, I draw the line here. If it, I'm not going to keep buying the same movie over and over again. Is this where I'm stuck yeah. in my ways? But, um, the same, and I bring that up from what you said, because I still meet people who are just like, Oh, are there subtitles in it? And I'm like, dude, I love subtitle movies. <laughs> like, Seriously. I think it's just because of like, all the anime that I watch, but I subtitles have never bothered me once. In fact, thanks to Jay Ryan, who was on the Three Burials episode, um, I have I have captions going everything we watch now. Everything. I do just most Because things. it's easier to just look down and not have to rewind if you don't understand what someone's saying or whatever. I often do the first viewing of a movie without if I'm at home, but from there on, yeah. you, you catch things you don't notice. And I don't think there's anything wrong with having those on. Yeah, exactly. I, I, just, I will change that. Let me change that. Subtitles okay. ruin comedies because the punchline comes on screen too uh, soon. Yes. On that same note, I watched Bo Burnham's Inside yesterday, uh-huh. which I had the subtitles on for. And yes, several of the punchlines, I was like, okay, I got, I got to shut these off. This is kind of ruining the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was okay. I heard good Aggressively things. Aggressively fine. Aggressively oh. fine. I just... Well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it off camera because a lot of people are yeah, I'm curious. Are really in love with this? They're saying it was the best film of the year so far. Um, it was, you know, it has some good thing. songs. Okay, a couple laughs. Yeah, I was, I, a few instances of me blowing air through my nose harder than I normally would. Does anybody? Well, know I, that I know very little of Bo Burnham other than, um, to me, the movie that made me blow air through my nose aggressively 
the uh, that he was in <laughs> this year. The only thing I've ever seen him in um, is uh, that movie, Promising Young Woman, that I thought was the worst movie. He's I've seen in ever, that. So, yeah, he's a. Uh, oh dang! Uh, oh, that movie. He wrote and directed. I'm probably this movie in trouble for not liking really the movie, see. but man, I did not like that movie. I love that you didn't like that movie. <laughs> It reminds oh, me, what's the other movie I, that everybody loved that I hated? Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Two movies Boy. that, like, very adeptly identified the woes of society, and when it came to solutions, just kind of, like, shrugged. Like, I guess the world sucks. So, that um, is literally my review of Inside. <laughs> Same kind inside? of thing. Proposes a lot of stuff with, with a Bobo Inside. Movie? Same thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Gosh. Inside. What a lovely little film. Then just like yep. that, we're back to gushing. That's right. Happiness and joy. <laughs> um, so I, and that's the thing too, is we were talking about this a little bit off camera, just the idea that I have several VHSs that still play very well. We got a DVD VCR combo from Goodwill for a good price and it works very well. And so some of the movies that for, even for this show, I watched the VHS copy like hook, that's like that's so the, cool. the episode we did. I watched the hook VHS and some of my, um, I don't want to say harder to find movies, although they are becoming now more available, but some of my wife's favorite movies, you literally could not find on anything. Um, she had like the, we get the big box VHSs, but now they're finally coming to DVD. So like, for example, she grew up watching the Anna Green Gables movies. Now they were made for TV movies. They were made in Canada. They literally didn't have DVDs for that until like a year ago. Wow. Like that recent. So I got her mom the DVDs for Christmas. I got her the DVDs for Christmas. Uh, and so I could probably ditch those VHSs. It's about the same quality anyway. <laughs> but, you know, VHS, you know, maybe this is just my love of like found footage festival and, and all that. Oh, I yeah. kind of love the analog. It's kind of it's, it's not better than anything we have, but it's crappiness is really endearing. I, I would love to get a tube TV to play classic games on, right? I mean, the oh, pixel yeah. art looks better on a tube TV than it does. I don't know. There, there's there's the, merit uh, there. The top post on R Gaming, if you went to R Gaming right now on Reddit, the top post is a CRT versus HDTV for Final Fantasy VII. And there's a oh, yeah. massive difference, mostly because they were making the games for CRT, obviously not for right. HD back in the day, but um, the CRT one looks beautiful of Eris. So I, I would sure. uh, maybe I'll post that in the show notes. I'll well, we're we're playing. Um, you're playing Final Fantasy VIII right now, and that I those am, backgrounds. Yes. When I played them on my old CRT, those backgrounds look crisp and alive. And you look at them now, and it was yeah. it, it looks like it's a pixel mess. Exactly, and I think that there is something to having. You know, I see a lot of these man caves on Pinterest, when I, which I'm, I'm very rarely on for the record. But you see a lot of these man caves where it's like these guys found these CRT TVs and they paid like up the wazoo to have them. And then, you know, you just plug in your straight like red, yellow, white cables in the back and then you get what you get. But it, it sure looks good. And there's a whole sub section of the world that says that uh, when you play GameCube Smash Brothers, uh, it is faster on a CRT TV than the signal is picking up on an HD TV. Huh. So there's a whole other thing there. Um, I can't think of any, I will say this though. I can't think of many tapes that we have VHSs that is that I would keep if we had to just start getting rid of stuff. However, I do have like a first, 
I guess it's the second edition. The second time they printed Star Wars on VHSs, I have all three of those. Yes. And there's something to that. And there's something very enjoyable about those. I'm sure it's, and that's the thing. Is, is this all just nostalgia? Having physical copies, I guess, is where I want to come know, to here. So yeah. I, let me put, I got rid of my Star Wars VHS and I regretted it. Because really, you know, there's nothing wrong with nostalgia in its place. You can't have so much nostalgia yeah. that there's nothing, no room in your house. But yeah, <laughs> or no, is, any room for newness. There's a balance to be struck here. I, yeah, I don't know. I like old stuff. Well, which Star Wars VHSs were? Was it the gold boxes? It's the silver box. No, it was the gold boxes. Okay, yeah, so that was the silver box for the, the DVD special editions. Yeah, it was the gold box yes. for the VHS, the silver for the DVD. Yeah, mine are like it's got a stormtrooper on one, Yoda on another, and Darth on the third one, like half in shadow for each one. And then it, it starts with this interview with George Lucas being like, I'm done with the Star Wars movies. And then the last one is like, well, I think I'll make the prequels. <laughs> so it's funny to watch that. that, kind that of sounds, I think that's what I had. Yeah, I do believe that's what I had. Quick aside, what's that George Lucas in the background video? Uh, you mean pyro processing? Thank you. It's we'll really a form show of molten salt processing. They call it pyroprocessing. <laughs> oh, folks, you got to click this link. Oh, my gosh. So funny. This is, they were shooting this documentary, year. and George Lucas just walks in the background. So funny. Oh, amazing. <laughs> well, it, and that's the thing. I think, I think there's a, nice, there's a nice healthy mix of physical and digital editions that you can own. I mean, right now we have Comcast, and there might come a day where I don't have Comcast. So the movies that I have purchased on Comcast, I'm pretty sure I don't get to keep. Um, but for the time that we have them, we definitely rewatch them. That being said, we also have all eight Harry Potters on Blu-ray and, uh, we binge those from time to time. And it's, even though it's right there on Peacock, the Blu-ray looks just a little bit better. So we'll just stick yeah. with that. It just, it really depends. I think there's a couple of things like I have the prison break season one DVDs and I have great nostalgia for watching all of those with Bill. Like the first show I ever truly binged in my life was prison break. And uh, so I'll definitely keep that. The Muppet collection that I have, different things like that are worth keeping. A subscription, you subscribe as you do. Now, I suppose it's a the way. huge advantage for physical media that we have not touched on, especially with TV, are the special features and the commentaries. And we oh, don't glad you get brought those that up. with subscription services. I have Seinfeld on DVD, the whole series, and I will watch yeah. that any day over the Netflix stream. For one, I don't care the quality is bad. It was filmed on tape in, in the 90s. Yeah. But the special features are incredible. The Simpsons with really? commentary are amazing. And you don't get that on Disney+. Oh. Plus. I Man, the Simpsons and Futurama with commentary are worth their weight in gold. I adore those. Wow. See, the only one I've watched with every single commentary was the first three seasons of Family Guy. That commentary is absolutely gold. It's great stuff. You get so much insight from the creative process that I feel like even more than you get on commentaries for movies. Because you actually get to know these people as they adapt and grow in their craft or face new problems with their characters. And I think it's great. I can't recommend enough listening to David Fincher do commentaries on his own films. There's actually a YouTube channel dedicated to like uploading little snippets of ones that he did. Because there's one for Fight Club where the commentary was him and Brad Pitt. And just talking through Fight Club was fascinating. That just, sounds amazing. There's this whole hey. bit about marketing has to save the movie. Oh, it's amazing. So speaking of commentary on movies, circling back around – 
Have you ever sat down and done, uh, when you do the Harry Potter binge, done Wizard People with your wife? I have never done, dear dear reader. Wizard People, dear dear reader. Oh, Privet Drive. Oh. I that made myself a, I burned a copy of, of that to a DVD with it, so I didn't have to sync it up anymore. We do that. Okay, next time we come out, we'll do that. We'll do that at the cabin. That'll Great. be a blast. Great. Sold, man. Sold. Oh, I got to write that down. That's a good thing to remember. Um, and, and you know what? The thing is, I am a big special feature junkie. I love going through the Back to the Future ones. I love going through any yeah. ones by Robert Rodriguez, despite the movie being meh. His 10-minute film school in 10-minute cooking schools are the best special features ever. I love them. I absolutely yeah. love them. Yeah, I was not aware of those until you pointed them out to me. So now they're on my yeah. two list. Yeah. Puerto Bibil is the 10-minute cooking school on Once Upon a Time in Mexico. And it's wonderful. And it's so huh. good. And just I that actually, you know what? Now think about it. That 10-minute film school on Once Upon a Time in Mexico taught me so much about filming just literally about like when to import special effects and color correction and all these different things. Like, yeah, man, that holds up very well. I'm going to have to rewatch that now. (laughs) So that that's the one thing streaming services lack. I'm guessing that will change. (coughs) Excuse me in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's some streaming services that offer at least a commentary track, maybe one or two. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's bit. I think it's good stuff. The other thing too is I now have I just realized this looking over at that shelf. I now have physical copies of things and no way to play them. Like I have PlayStation One games mm. that I bought from a friend who passed away a long time ago. And so like I have copies, like I have first editions of Final Fantasy Seven, Eight, and Nine that I bought from my buddy Eric who passed away soon after college. And so I keep those for that reason. Um because I know the Final Fantasy Seven one I can get like a hundred bucks for right off the top, but just I think it's that memory of him too that sure. I kind of like to keep alive. So maybe so then, but then I don't even have a PlayStation One in this house, so I really couldn't even play it. I probably well, could figure out how to do it on PC, but that, that's the thing. I mean, PC's hard. I've got I've got the PC version of Final Fantasy Seven and Eight right behind me. I don't yeah. have a disc drive on my computer. <laughs> that's a good point. Oh, that's right. I, and that's the thing, too, is I've I mentioned this before. Like, here's a free Kickstarter idea for anybody who's into hardware. I would absolutely buy a laptop called a Thick Book, like T-H-I-C-C book, where it's like a wicked thick laptop with a Blu-ray burner and like a super physical hard drive, <laughs> like a bunch of RAM. Just make it like 20 pounds. Ah, that's like <laughs> I'm the only person who wants that. But like the MacBook that I'm currently recording this on is a 2012 that I dropped in an SSD and a bunch of RAM, but it is the last MacBook that had a super drive on it. Sure. So recently I've been ripping a lot of my physical stuff to then donate away. Yeah. I shouldn't say that. Is that illegal? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It matters a little. But the, <laughs> the bigger point is some stuff is good to keep physical and around, even if you're just going to stream it on your 4K TV. It's all yeah. good in the hood. Okay, this is – I just thought of this right now What you're saying that. Have yeah. you ever? Did you, I missed out on the opportunity to do this, and I want to do this. The next Ryan Johnson movie, you know, the guy that did The Last Jedi. Um, yes, he did do The Last Jedi, didn't yes. he? Um, yeah, it's a good movie. You should see it. So, he, on Knives Out, he actually released a commentary track on MP3, so you could take it to the theater and watch the movie with commentary in the theater. You just pop in your headphones and what? watch it. And I wish more people would do uh. that. That's so cool. That is wicked cool. Oh my gosh, I gotta check that out. 
Yeah. It reminds me years ago, um, somebody at Franciscan was showing me the opening of Fellowship of the Ring and how like Coheed and Cambria has a song that matches up to it or something. I'll, if I can uh, find this, folks, I'll put in the show notes. Don't hold me to it. It was something like super specific to like 2004. <laughs> <laughs> but um, very entertaining nonetheless. Very entertaining nonetheless. So keep your physical copies. And every once in a while, I'll just check your subscription services and th- see if you're throwing money out the window. Yeah. As long as my brother's getting joy out of it, I'll keep it. And I'm ready for Picard in February. So yep. that, and that's the, the only streaming service I genuinely play, pay for is Paramount. I got Apple TV for free for a year. My sister does the Netflix, Cousin Joe does Hulu, and HBO Max comes free with work. So that takes care of that, I suppose. Yeah. What's left? Uh, Criterion. I, I'd be interested in doing that sometime. There maybe. are a fair chunk of Criterion on HBO. Oh, that's true. There is, isn't there? I, I got to add some more to my list. What was the, the channel Criterion did before it fell through? They had a strong source. Oh, I know what you mean. Um, I was a beta tester for it, actually. I was too. Oh, hey. (laughs) My beta test result was impossible to stream anything. The lag is unbearable. (laughs) I beta tested for a month and I couldn't get anything to play on any device I owned. And that was the main problem I had with it. So that's the problem with these more obscure streaming services. They don't have the staff to make them work well. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Is there anything that you have that you will buy on everything all the way up to the top? Like any kind of like for me, it's Movies, I'll, I'll, I'll say games. this. Yeah. Anything like for me, it's Bioshock. I have like the original Bioshock and then I have the trilogy and then I got it on the switch and I am, it's one of my favorite games of all time. I will absolutely keep buying Bioshock and playing it once every one or two years. Yeah, I, movie-wise, I don't want to admit how many times I've purchased the movie Alien. Um, sure. Most recently on 4K, and it is a <laughs> gorgeous print. Man, that movie wow. looks good. Um, there's a handful of movies I'll update. That's one that I... I don't know why that one, but I I seem to not be able to stop myself from buying a new version of Alien. That said, I can't imagine them ever making a version that's more gorgeous than the 4K one. I don't know how you could top it. It's one of the most beautiful movies in 4K. It's gorgeous. It's stunning. Um, Amazing. Video games, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, (laughs) buy it constantly. Although, again, I got to the the 360. They've not released it since then, and it holds up fine there. So if they ever did a remix in a heartbeat. Uh, Now, the game that I... By compulsively, your Bioshock, Resident Evil 4. That's right. We were just talking about yep. that for the Oculus, right? I bought an Oculus because I want to play it in VR. That comes out. You did get it. Okay, I, good. It, well, no. Come, the, uh, Resident Evil 4 comes out next Thursday on the Oculus. Oh, very good. So okay. I'll play it on Friday because I'm going to see Dune on Thursday. Um, that's right. Oh, dude. Yeah. it. Uh, that game, that's a perfect game, man. That's a perfect game. Ain't it just... Yeah. Amazing. Sorry, I had to think about Resident Evil 4 for a minute. Just great game. It is great, yeah. I got Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog 2 for the Sega Genesis up behind me. That's right, you do. It is, it's a beautiful <sighs> thing on your shelf. <laughs> Stacked on top of Sonic Knuckles. So. Quick hot take. Did you do Sonic Mania, the new one on the, the systems? Video uh, game systems? Hot take, Sonic Mania may be the best 2D Sonic game ever made. There we go. That's a great take. Gosh, and it's on sale right now, folks. 50% Have off. Have you not played Sonic Mania? 
I played a minute of it because my godson has it on his Switch, but then he wanted it back, so I really didn't get to try much. But I was just like, okay, Sonic yeah, Sonic 2. Here we go. If you like any yeah. 2D Sonic. Sonic oh, Mania. Yeah. So, so Okay, now you've got me going. Sonic yes. Mania is a perfect example of opening up your properties to fans. Because if you let your fans oh, that yeah. love the property really do what they want with it, they can do some amazing stuff. That was made by a guy who liked to make Sonic ROMs, and it is the most clever, innovative, genius reimagining of a retro game I've ever played. It's great. You just sold me. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Nine, I can do it for nine bucks. That's awesome. There are moments. It's funny. Me and a buddy got it the same day, and we ended up texting each other simultaneously giggling because we got to a moment on the same <laughs> level that just, it's so clever and so brilliant, and you're like, well, of course you did this, and I yeah, I don't even want to spoil it. It's cool. It's great. Amazing. Oh, amazing. Well, that's all I wanted to really get on. Is just I thought I saw the subscription service thing. I was just like, damn it! If everything's gonna be a subscription service, we had to talk about it. Yep. And I'm glad that we did. Are you enjoying anything this week? Any movies, video games, shows, books, or anything like well, that? Not a lot new since last time. We're still working our way through Midnight Mass. It's going slow because my wife doesn't want to watch it too late at night because it's scary. <laughs> Um, yeah, what, what, where are you at now? About halfway through? About halfway through, and it's so good. Okay. I love it so much, but we're taking our time. We're doing a lot of Wellington Paranormal. We're almost done with that. Um, I'm trying to think. I've been, I, I side-loaded Half-Life onto my Oculus. That's been fun. It's kind of fun playing retro game in VR. Uh, you know, so I got exposed to VR when I was at your house. And just for anybody who has yet to attempt VR, I would say that Oculus does an insanely good job. And I, I, I'm i in, you know, when it becomes affordable. Like maybe in like 15 years when I see that Oculus at Goodwill, I'll pick it up for 20 bucks. <laughs> right, right, but sure. Because at Costco, it's three ninety nine. But I was just like, dang, like that rock climbing game? Unfucking yeah. real, man. Gosh, it, what a blast. It's still a technology in, in its infancy. But yes, it's, yes, it's gotten surprisingly good of late. Um, the, my main problem is the games are expensive and they're short, which is yes. why I'm excited about Resident Evil Four. Which is why sideloading Half Life into it has been so much fun. Awesome, man! Very good. Well, let's see. I'm. Uh, I read like gosh, four things. I finished Dark Force Rising, which was an adaptation of. Um, a Star Wars book. I read a book called The Unbroken Thread, which is really good. I read a book called Willpower that I had checked out from the library a long time. And I read a Matthew Kelly book. So I've just I'm been reading a ton, trying to catch up on my reading. Um, I'm trying to work my way through the... Well, I have the next Star Wars uh, graphic novel for The Last Command. I'm reading through that. There's one called um, The Ghost Machine, which is the last... Firefly novel, and so far it's not great. Yeah. And then I have, and then I'm reading Words of Radiance by Brandon Sanderson. It's the second book in the uh, Way of Kings kind of books, and it's just it's it's awesome. It's just so freaking long, man. It's just it's like a 48 hour audio book, and you feel like you know you go for a long walk or you do a whole bunch of dishes in your house, and you're just like, I bet I'm really far now, and you get one percent farther, and you're just like, oh, this is gonna take all year. <laughs> That that's the reason I never made it through the stand. I got that on audiobook and I just got disheartened after I spent two hours mowing the lawn and it was half a percent further. The only thing that got me through the stand was in one week that we took off of work, I I what is it called? I washed all of the carpets in the house slowly 
Then I did both the backyard and the front yard. And then there was, I cleaned out the entire garage and I just had the stand going the whole time. Cause honestly, I don't know how I would have done it otherwise. Well, I'm making a lot of stuff for Christmas doing a lot of 3d printing and stuff like that. So maybe I'll throw that on while I, while I fiddle. There you go. Um, and then I would be remiss if I didn't shout out very lastly that my Kickstarter is coming Ooh, next Friday yes. for my for the ad- adaptation of uh, Forged, uh, which is a steampunk TV pilot that my buddy uh, Eric and my cousin Joe and I wrote together. And it placed well in contest and everybody who read it loved it. But it got passed over because there was no proof of a successful steampunk concept. And so we turned it into a comic book. And uh, we're going to try to kickstart it as a series. Uh, we will just see what happens. It's going to be next Friday. Uh, October 22nd. If you're feeling generous, people, a donation is appreciated. There's no pressure to do so. I don't know the story, but he's been sharing the art, and it's gorgeous. I mean, it it's stunning. Check it it's out. One it's of those, great. It's one of those few times in my life where I'm just like, the guy who, well, it's a, a brother duo, the, these guys who are doing the art for it, it's like I got them right before they blow up. Because no matter what happens with our comic, whatever they do next... Like they're gonna go all the freaking way. I can just absolutely, it. absolutely. So, I I'm excited about it. I don't want you to tell me any more story. I want to just read. It. <laughs> Excellent. Well, yeah, you can uh, you know follow it on TikTok. I post on like crazy on Facebook. So, folks, when you see this episode posted on Facebook, give us a like and just know from the bottom of our hearts we say thank you because yeah. we knocked out a thousand downloads. Yes. On Podbean, so we have just uh, eighty nine hundred to go before we do our Final Fantasy Eight gush, which will be like a four hour episode. <laughs> I'll replay it again. Yeah, we'll see it. So, thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Bye, guys.